welcome to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel. Excited that I'm back behind the mic doing these uh, series. Uh, they're certainly a blessing for me and I hope they are a blessing for you. We are going through a series entitled Pray ER, the emergency room for our prayers. We are looking at the Lord's Prayer, gaining some insights as to how to make our prayer lives meaningful, purposeful, so that they are alive. I hope this episode, as we continue to look at the Lord's Prayer, will energize you to pray with more confidence and more assurance that we are asking things in ways that make our prayers real to us. So welcome again to Devotional as we continue with this series on Pray ER. So we have spent some time looking at the first two um, sections of the Lord's Prayer. And before we go on, I, I think this is a good time for me to kind of give you a, an overview of the beautiful structure of the Lord's Prayer. I, I call it a divine sandwich because it begins with the focus on God and it finishes with the focus on God in sets of threes. Of course, you have our Father in heaven and immediately after that you see three declarations, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come and your will be done your name your kingdom your will three three things that jesus tells us to pray followed by give us our daily bread forgive us our debts and lead us not into temptation so you see this other this next set of threes which concludes then with for yours is the kingdom the power and the glory another set of three the last three are focused on God, the first three are focused on God, the middle three are focused on our relationship with humans. So I think it's just a beautiful way how Jesus elaborated this beautiful structure into our prayer life so that we begin with God and with God and in the middle there are there is you and I, there's the, the content that concerns us here on earth. And there's a transition. We've already looked at how um, we make God's name being made known as holy. Through our oneness, we have seen the importance of making ourselves available for the kingdom of God to expand through our influence, through our demonstration of that love and how it affects how we treat each other, especially in the context of forgiveness. And now we're going to be looking at this last section, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now that I, I, I will tell you readily that there's many more things that we could extract from each of these. This is definitely not an exhaustive commentary or exposition on these statements of Jesus. Um, more of specific thoughts, especially those that mean something to me. And I pray that they will mean something for you. When Jesus says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that expression, your will be done, makes me think of a specific part of the life of Christ. Jesus would say those words himself in the near future um, when Jesus would speak of um, doing God's will not his the will of God in heaven being carried out on earth Jesus prayed that prayer in Luke chapter 22 verse 42 when, when he said father if it is your will take this cup away from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done which speaks about this whole interaction that the will of God be carried out on earth as it is being carried out in heaven which implies almost the same thing as your kingdom come 
the kingdom of God does not inhabit every human being on the planet. Therefore, it is understandable that His will is not being carried out in people's lives in every human being across the planet. But this is more personal, way more intimate in the context of Gethsemane. Because we could be left out in the darkness thinking, well, what is God's will in heaven? Because Jesus says that we should be praying that what's being carried out in heaven be also carried out here on earth. And what could that be? There's one thing that has absorbed and consumed the heart of God throughout millennia in relationship to earth. And he has invested all of heaven, every angel, every agency for the exclusive purpose of seeking to save that which was lost. The will of heaven can be summarized in that for God so loved the world, planet earth, that he gave his only son so that whoever believes may have eternal life, may not perish but have each everlasting life. That's the will of God in heaven. In order for that will to have been carried out, Jesus had to pray, not my will, but yours. If there's another way, if there be another way besides this cup, Father, could you please act and, and choose that path instead of this cup? But if this is the only way in which our will to save humanity can be carried out through the cross, I am willing to submit my will to yours. What a beautiful, tender revelation of God. Because to this prayer of Jesus, three times Jesus said, Father, please take this cup away from me. If there be another way, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but yours. And three times the Father affirmed his will and his will is that you and I be saved that you and I would have a Savior his son Jesus Christ and in order for that to happen Jesus had to go through the darkness the eternal darkness of the cross and he submitted so when Jesus tells us to pray like this he is not asking simply for us to say well if it is your will for me to have blueberry pancakes today if it is your will for me to buy this car if it is your will for me to upgrade my house if it is your will for me to change careers god cares about those decisions in our lives but jesus through this model prayer i think is teaching us to make priorities in how we invest the time we we, we pray give precedent to the things that are of weightier matters and my will in regards to the salvation of humanity has to move up more and more in my thinking and in my priorities and in my prayer life. The development of a culture in which my will submits to God's will in this specific, in this specific context of as it is in heaven. All of heaven is invested in the salvation of every human being which is, is in just one formidable unit of this flow of the prayer. Hallowed be your name. You be, your name be made holy. Make us one that the world may believe. Your kingdom come through my personal investment, through my avail, making myself available to you, 
by um, I mean, when Jesus says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added on. All those things are the things that occupy the majority of our prayer life. My business, my career, my salary, my bills, my health. Jesus is saying those are things are important, but not as important as my kingdom because your career will come to an end. The businesses and the, the, the transactions that happen on this planet will one day come to an end. And all that will matter then is whether people belong to my kingdom, whether people have experienced my power to transfer them from the power of darkness to the kingdom of my son, Jesus Christ. That is the priority in which Jesus is trying to ingrain in our minds through the prayer, through the most intimate act that we can have with God. Jesus echoed this, of course, in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him or her deny him or herself and take up his or her cross and follow me. Jesus speaks about this very experience. We are also to go to our own Gethsemane. In Luke 9.23, Jesus said it more specifically. Jesus, um, Luke, expressing the same sentiment, he, he records a specific word that Matthew omits. In Luke 9.23, then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Every day, I need to come to the Lord and seek to speak with honesty and sincerity, not my will be done but yours. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's not your will be done by, Lord, feed the hungry children in this part of the world. God wants to do those things. Certainly, God wants to relieve the suffering that sin and corruption and greed uh, create in this world, for sure. But giving someone food, uh, as important as that is, that individual, even if you give them food until they're 80, they will die. The poor will die. The rich will die. The sick will die. But there is this thing called the resurrection. There is this thing called eternal life. And that is the primacy that Jesus wants us to have ingrained in our mind. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. That's what Daniel chapter 7 speaks and this, this describes repeatedly. The everlasting kingdom that God wants to give to the saints. And Jesus wants us to have that kind of a worldview. Three strong appeals are made in the Lord's Prayer as to how we should view myself in relationship to the world. I need to make myself available. And in order for me to make myself available, God's will needs to be my guiding rule. And if it's going to be God's will, then I need to take up my cross and die daily. I need to take up my cross and daily submit my will to God and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. In, in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, this experience is made even more tangible. Colossians 3, 1 through 5 says, If then you were raised with Christ, Paul's going to go backwards here. He's speaking about raised, the resurrection. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where above? Heaven. 
seek the will of God. The, the way that is being carried out in heaven, seek that it be carried out down here. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And you sort of pause there. Paul begins by saying, If then you were raised, for you died. Before you can be resurrected, you have had to have died. He's going you know, backwards. So if you were raised, you died, what would precede the death? The cross. The cross is what brings the death. And from the death, you can be resurrected. If you were raised, for you died, therefore put to death your members which are on earth, Paul continues. And it's interesting that it, you were raised is in past tense, for you died is in past tense, but therefore put to death is present. Echoing exactly what Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to pray my prayer, you need to take up your cross daily so that you will die daily, so that you can be raised daily, so that daily you can set your mind on things above. Daily you can begin to see how important it is for you and I through our influence, through our efforts, through our resources to invest ourselves in such a way that on a daily basis, people around us will have the potential of experiencing being transferred from the power of darkness, from the power of Satan to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of freedom and love and unity. The Lord's Prayer is highly missional, is highly evangelistic, and is highly personal. It is an appeal. I will make myself available. Not my will, Lord, but yours. Can you pray like that? I struggle, but I want to. And I remember reading in this Christian book how we can even come to God and say, Lord, make me willing to be willing change this heart i am afraid i am afraid what this means to be make available myself in this radical way lord i don't know what that would mean i'm afraid of what your will for me is as we continue with the lord's prayer god will address those fears of what would it mean to have this deep this broad of a surrender to the will of god from my personal experience i will tell you this i know i don't regret that one day i said to the lord not my will but yours it, it was the day when i surrendered my career to pursue the ministry this has been the greatest blessing in my life so i can tell you with assurance that following his will over yours you will never regret that until next time on devotional this is pastor ariel god bless